right, we're back. Football pod. A uh, little weekend recap. Hope everyone had a great, great Thanksgiving. Uh, Carolina stinks in football. They're awful. We had to start it off talking about Carolina because they're awful. Uh, I think another I mean, game happened. Uh, some, did anything happen in Columbus, Dylan? Yeah, the mall opened early for Black Friday. Um, I think JT Barrett was up there signing autographs. Uh, was he ringing the little Salvation Army bell outside? Yeah, he was dressed up as Santa Claus, <laughs> taking donations from people in, in maize and blue. No, huge game. And it was, as a Michigan fan, it was everything I could have asked for. We just, we piled it on. And I was watching with Ohio State fans, and they were going crazy that first drive when they scored yes. that touchdown. It's like, yeah, that's not going to happen all game. So, great win. Uh, I'm glad it's more of a rivalry again on a serious note. Ohio State dominated it forever. Um, but this is really, to me, a turning of the tide. We heard all these stories about Ohio State commits, decommitting, and then committing to Michigan after seeing that game, being at that game. Uh, good good for the Big Ten, good for the rivalry. I'm hoping we get to play him again in the playoff. I, it was, I mean, it was everything you mentioned it would be in this game. Michigan bullied them. And the crazy thing is, Michigan beat them at their own game. J.J. McCarthy threw three 50-yard-plus balls. He hasn't, th- he hasn't thrown more than what? I think his furthest was 54 yards this year. It had to have been. And I'll put my hand up. I, I was kind of wrong about this because I said if Blake Quorum didn't play, then we were, we were kind of screwed. And that wasn't the case at all. We ended up throwing the ball really well. Uh Donovan Edwards, some great runs, which I he's a great running back, but I didn't expect that from him. So it was good. We're supposed to have Quorum back for this week. Hopefully he can – I'd rather him honestly not play and try to get healthy for the playoff. But, uh, yeah, great win. Uh, sad to be an Ohio State fan. Sorry about it. <laughs> the, uh, Ryan Day. What, what happens with Ryan Day now? Oh, he's, he stays. And then I'll be honest. He should stay. He should stay. He should stay. 100%. It's the same thing that happened to Jim Harbaugh when he started at Michigan, and everybody was so quick to call for his job when, I mean, he was going out and he was getting 10 win seasons left and right. Ryan Day will be fine. I don't think he should lose his job. Uh, But the fans on both sides are really crazy. If you can't beat Ohio State or Michigan, no matter what side you're on, uh, then people are going to be calling for your job. But Ryan Day should stay there. And again, not me trying to be funny because, you know, we have kind of owned him since he's been there. Uh, he'll figure it out, and I'm not worried about that. It's kind of hard to call for a coach's job when you've been as successful as Ohio State. Like, if you're literally just basing it on the rivalry, then you're not really thinking about the entire season, and you're not really thinking about the team as a whole. And he has the, a- counterpoint, the counterpoint to that is two games matter to Ohio State, Michigan and the national title. Yep. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And with the kind of recruits they're getting, they should be winning those games. Let's get one of Ryan Day's quarterbacks in there. He's been dealing with Stroud the last two years, and I know I like to make fun, but he really – he's not that top-tier quarterback to lead the team. Uh, He kind of got stuck with him. So we'll see once maybe McCord comes in or one of his guys comes in, see if he can do any better. Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt, Grant, but real quick on C.J. Stroud. This was worst case scenario because now he's going to be the two or three pick, two, three, four, five pick. And that means he might end up in Charlotte. Oh, but, he's going to look great in Carolina blue. Oh, no, uh, because the other, the counterpoint to that is the Panthers are winning the division. We'll get into that in the NFL. <laughs> but anything else on this Ohio State Michigan game? No, I was I'm, just going to comment on the coaching Ryan Day stuff. I mean, 
if you think about it, the whole reason why Kyle Whittingham is still coaching in the University of Utah is because he was able to be his rival BYU on a consistent basis. Like he was absolute garbage when they transitioned from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. He was like consistently like not going to bowl games. They're consistent under 500. But the only reason he stayed there is because, like you mentioned, that big game that they kept winning. So now arguably he's a top five, top 10 coach in, in college football. People absolutely love him. So, I mean, like you said, you, don't, you never really know. It'll be interesting, like you said, Dylan, when we see him with a new quarterback, like what you talked about, like one of his guys to see in there. But at a certain point, it's there's going to be some questions raised if he keeps losing some of these big games, especially, like you said, the rivalry game. Like if that continues to happen, there's not going to be a lot of patience um, with the Ohio State. Yeah, if he absolutely. if he keeps these ten win seasons up, he'll buy himself a little bit of time, even if he keeps losing. But I don't see him having any more than four or five years if he can't beat Michigan until then. Exactly. I, this might be a hot take. I think if he loses to Michigan next year and they don't make the college football playoff, I think they fire him. I think people are. I think I don't think people can handle that at Ohio State. That'd be what three years? Yeah, three years in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. that's rough, bro. It's ever since the COVID year, yeah. So anyhow, moving on from the Ohio State Michigan game, NC State rolls into Chapel Hill, and Drake May is not is, is not that good now. What happened? Here's the thing: he's had an ungodly first what what four fifths of the season so far, and so he was due for a couple bad games. And the thing about Carolina is, I said this last time, they couldn't handle a bad Drake May game. They could not do it. The defense isn't good enough to handle it. And we're right. NC State came in there. I mean, they were the better team. And Carolina had a couple chances at the end there. But, I mean, you kind of you felt it. The way the game was going, you kind of felt it. And there was, especially after that Georgia Tech game, like anytime there's any kind of expectations around this Chapel Hill program, and football especially, it just doesn't work out. And it was frustrating to watch, so frustrating to watch. Because you've seen Carolina all year, and they squeaked out these close games. And then eventually the luck has to run out. So not too surprising, to be honest. My my one quick point on Drake May is, has he performed well against any decent defense? I mean, you, you can argue that. You can argue that. The ACC as a whole is in football, is eh, especially Carolina's schedule this year. I mean, he's not deciding the schedule. He went out there and played who was in front of him. But when he but did play. When he play when, yeah, yeah when I know. He did play, yeah. yeah. He, he did. He did. He's a true. He's a freshman, though. This is his first college football action. I'm not I'm not going against that. I'm, I think he still had a super impressive year. This I mean he went beyond he anybody's expectation. Yeah, he Absolutely. won Ace's player of the year today. And the thing is, but, just for him to be in the Heisman conversation though, I was pretty impressed, but if they would have went out there and beat State and then beat Clemson in the title game, I think there would have been a real conversation even with the loss of Georgia Tech, but it was everything had to fall into place perfectly for that to happen and it just didn't. My my one question is obviously we'll never know. It's probably a stupid question. Is if you put those Clemson NC State games at the midway point of the season and he has to play a good defense midway, are we even really talking about him? Because then he probably crumbles against them. I mean, he went on the stretch too. of like eight nine games where he was unbelievable, throwing four hundred yards a game and running for a hundred. Right. I mean that's probably true. If you see those games earlier in the schedule. It probably takes him out of that conversation because he'll struggle in those games. But at the end of the year, that probably helps him because he's already played in those games. So it's kind of like a, a, a give and go, you know, a little push and pull system. I don't know. I mean, overall, it's been a successful year, but it still feels like a little disappointing to have a chance to have one loss. And now we're already sitting in three. Like, it's just, eh. Uh, other thing, college football, South Carolina upsets Clemson. That was awesome. Spencer Rattler. I may have been wrong on Spencer Rattler. He might be good. No, oh my. This is like the Justin Fields conversation. We're looking at two <laughs> games. 
but he, has, he did look he did look good he looked last, he looked good games. that's the thing he looked just he didn't look anything like he has all year long like he was throwing the ball confidently there was that zip they always talked about in high yeah. school that zip was on the ball against clemson and against tennessee carter is, is he oh, sorry, going to draft this year rather no i think he has one more year doesn't he he's taking another year I don't know if he's going to enter the draft. I think he has one more year of eligibility, right? Interesting. Yeah, I wonder I what he's so. draft right now. If like he went, I don't think. I mean, I don't think the NFL teams are going to be too like hot on him just over a couple of games, especially after what he showed previously in his career. I was going to say real quick, Carter, have there ever been two teams to limp into the ACC championship like Carolina and Clemson have these last few games because they have just barely made it over the finish line, and so I, I don't not- know what to do. So not two, but the ACC. Uh, it, I, I get a mix up all the time. Which one's the one Carolina is in the co- the coastal or the Atlantic? Coastal, the coastal. So yeah, the coastal division is just playing roulette because I mean Duke's <laughs> been to the ACC title. Pitt they hadn't had they had different title winners for like seven years in a row. Yeah, it, it was every team won a year. Yeah, yeah. Every it single is. team won a, won one year, seven years straight. Even Duke, Duke yeah. won one. Pitt won one. Carolina won one. This crappy Miami program won one. Yeah, it, it is kind of Russian roulette with that. But just the ACC championship in general, like Clemson's on a big stumble. Carolina's limping into the championship game. Uh, we can get into the game later, but it's just, it just feels like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, wanna... Anything else? Anything else? Yeah, what's up, Dylan? I, I do want to add something real quick. I think uh, going back to North Carolina, Drake May, he, he was a good quarterback but didn't get much recognition in the middle of the year. There were some talks of him for Heisman. He's someone that I want to note right now on the podcast when we record the preview in eight months, nine months for next season. He he needs to be a name that's brought up for like a long shot Heisman winner preseason because oh I don't think it'll be a long shot. I think he'll be in the top five, six. I think he'll be in really? the top five. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Yeah. Well, right now I'm gonna bookmark this because he's gonna be one that if I can get, you know, twenty to one or whatever, uh, he'd be one I'd be willing to take. I think that's good value. I agree. I do think he'll be – I don't think he'll be that big of a long shot, though, especially after being in the conversations at the end of this year. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, last thing in college football, we'll talk about the NFL recap when we bring up teams going into the – whenever we talk about each game, we'll bring up a team, talk about the past weekend. But last thing in college football, uh, Oregon blew it. Oregon choked oh. against Oregon State. That was rough. That was rough. Oregon State didn't attempt a pass on their comeback and still beat them. And then the other thing in college football, Notre Dame pooped the bed against USC. USC was the better team. No. What a great USC play. Great USC play. Yeah, the USC was the team. I'm telling you, they're the team of destiny, man. I know we're going to go into it here soon, but I would not be the one that would want to be standing against USC in these next few games. That's all I'm going to say. I understand that we're probably using this as a segue into the Pac-12 championship game, but USC really did not outplay Notre Dame by that much. They had like 20 more yards, and they let Drew Pine throw for like 13 yards per pass attempt. I mean, well, that defense is nothing special. I don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The defense right, well, is great. It's just Caleb Williams make, making crazy plays. Like he probably solidified Heisman with that game. Oh yeah, that no, that's yeah, that's hard to argue. Yeah. Okay. I did. Uh, I mean, I've heard discussions about this, but let's say he throws up a three, four interception, has a terrible game, loses them the Pac-12 championship. Can anybody beat him? I don't I, see how. Like TCU quarterback Duggan. Oh. Oof. If Duggan goes, I in mean, there, if he goes out there and four or five hundred yeah. yards, but anyhow, it's still tough. 
it, it's still hard to give it to anybody else besides Caleb Williams. Are we ready to go into these games? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Pac-12 Championship, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. We, mm. I think it's key where we mention where these games are. So anyhow, Pac-12 mm-hmm. Championship in Vegas, Utah versus USC. USC is minus two and a half over under 68. Dylan, start us off. So last year, uh, I was self-proclaimed Mr. SEC because, I, I mean, I just nailed nailed Alabama in the SEC championship, and then I nailed Georgia in the national championship, both like four-unit plays. Uh, this year, I, I'm Mr. Pac-12. I I'm going to be Mr. Pac-12 because I love Utah here, even at two and a half. It was three earlier uh, in the week, but Utah just has the advantage where uh, discipline is concerned and defense. They're the only team that's been able to pressure Caleb Williams. We touched on it briefly about USC's game uh, against Notre Dame. They really they only outgained Notre Dame by like 30 yards. They let Drew Pine throw all over that defense. Utah committing like 20, 20 less offensive penalty yards per game than USC. And I, I will give USC credit. They have a great offense, but the defense just does not do it for me. And Utah's been here before. Last year, they got to play in the first Pac-12 championship that was at Allegiant Stadium, and they won it. It's, it's not like this is, uh, this is uncharted waters for Utah. So I'm, I'm all over Utah. It's a five-star play. If you follow me on Twitter, you, you see where I rescinded the game of the year statement uh, it's back on you. Utah plus two and a half is, is the game of the, of the year. Wow. All right. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm on USC and it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't have all these stats to back it up, but here's the thing. If you think about USC, they win this game during the playoff, no matter what. And so like a team that's got that in their mind, like win this game, you're in the playoff, like first year, Caleb Williams, all the hype. I'm not going to go against them. I've been on them all year, and they have not let me down. Okay, counterpoint to that, though, is the pressure's on USC. There is no pressure on Utah. I still – see, I I understand your point. I'm still riding with USC, though. I think Caleb Williams is that good. I know the defense is suspect. I just – in a neutral site, I mean, I just think Caleb Williams and USC pulls this off. I'm already on the two and a half, so I'm taking that. It's not a max play, not a game of the year, and not by any means. I put, like – maybe two units on it, I think. But I'm on USC. And Grant, do you agree with me? I'm with you, Connor. Look, here's the deal, boys. I know this Utah team better than most. And as much as Dylan wants to say he's Mr. Pac-12, bro, I know I know this team pretty, pretty damn close. So I will say this. You are right. The pressure is on USC. This is true. But in saying that, there is a revenge factor in this game. They obviously played the only loss they have this year is to Utah in a hostile environment, Pac-12 refs are Pac-12 refs. They're literally awful. They're awful. Let it be known on this podcast and everyone that listens, they're literally terrible, and they will always be terrible. But this just screams, I'm telling you, Team of Destiny, like, media wants USC in the playoffs. And I'm not going to bet against the fact, like, I, I think they're going to make this happen. Like, regardless of what we want, like, USC is going to the playoffs. Like, I, I promise you, like, it's already written. I can already see it in the 14th team right there. I see them in there. Caleb Williams is going to make some ridiculous play. I, you got to be betting against the Heisman favorite. They don't break down until they get to like the playoff or, or like the national championship game. That's like the Heisman curse, right? He hasn't gotten it yet. So I think he still plays a great game. I think the defense does enough. And I don't trust Cam Rising, to be honest, the quarterback for U- Utah. Every big game he's been in, he's 
He's choked. He has choked every big game. In fact, I was texting my buddy. I was like, okay, so the three best teams you guys have played, Oregon, uh, USC, or excuse me, yeah, USC and UCLA, those are the three. They've lost two out of three of those games, and they very easily could have lost all three. So as much as, like you said, I love the discipline, and they keep talking about how they have a chip on their shoulder. It's just, it's such a worn out, like, talk. Like, look, USC is going to have plenty of chip on their shoulder. They got beat by this team. They want revenge. There's no, you know, chip on their shoulder, like, factor going one way or the other. I honestly think USC covers a spread. I'm going to be hammering um, USC minus two and a half. I love it. I love that side of it. Grant, Cam Rising won the Pac-12 championship last year. Cam Rising yes. also lost against Florida in the swamp, which Florida is pedestrian at best. He lost to US, uh, UCLA, got boat raced by UCLA. But that's not a big game. He lost them the game against Oregon when it came into the clutch throwing picks. Like, they call him pick boy for a reason. He's throwing picks in the most inopportune time. I'm telling you, it's going to come down to Cam Rising, and he's going to throw a pick to lose them the game. Heed my words. In fact, I'm probably going to play that as well. Probably going to play Cam Rising at least one (laughs) pick. So I'll, let me put this out there real quick. I'm I'm leaning USC. I haven't put it in or anything. I'm also leaning <laughs> over. I really like the over. I'm leaning uh, USC here it, because and, what scares me about Utah is they cannot play away from Salt Lake City. When they play away from Salt Lake City, Florida been lost. Bad. Yes, they beat Arizona State. Arizona State was a dumpster fire. That's when Herm Edwards was still there. UCLA lost. They don't even have fans. Zero people at the game. It was mostly Utah <laughs> fans. Lost. And then the, even the USC game, and Dylan, we were on Washington State against Utah. That game was in Washington State. You know for a fact Utah should have lost that game. Washington State was right there. Utah was getting the benefit of the doubt with the calls, and the same thing happened in the USC game. Utah was getting bailed out with very questionable calls. Utah also, I like it's it was also an emotional game because their teammate died. It, they were crazy game, big game, nighttime in Salt Lake City. And USC arguably should have won that game. And then you look at the other games at Oregon with a injured Bo Nix. They still lost to them. They gave up 21 to Colorado. That game was kind of dead. Garbage points by Colorado. So I'll give Utah that one. And then they barely beat Washington State. They cannot play away from Salt Lake City. They're on the road. They're rough. But I get what Dylan's saying where it's like Vegas is familiar territory. I get that. It's like a home away from home in a sense. I get that. But I will say this. Like, at the end of the day, man, like, I want to emotional hedge this game so much for Utah. Like, believe me, I want to be on that side, too, just to emotionally hedge the fact that if they lose, I win either way. But I'm t- I can't. I cannot bet against this USC team. I'm telling you. I feel like they're they're almost like Sharpie did as one of the four teams in the playoff. I just – I can't get out of my mind. I feel like they're – like, corporate networks, all of them want them in, for sure. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but you're, you're going to tell me that the media wants USC in over Ohio State? Yeah, I do think that. See, I, I think so too. I think um, so. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's just a West Coast big. I don't know. Maybe it's just a geographic thing. But I'm telling y'all, bro. They're storybook ending. Lincoln Riley goes to Ohio State again. They want to see round two, but I promise you, the Southern California market is begging for something, bro. I'm like the West Coast has not had a representative in how many years? Like, I promise you, bro. They they want to get Southern California in there big time. Big. So what's our what's our bet? We feel so strongly. What's our bet, Grant? I'm taking the minus two and a half. I'm taking USC minus two and a half. I'm taking them like to lay the points too. I'm talking about you and I. I'll give them money. I'll give you. I'll give them to your money line. Ooh, let's go. All right. So what are we betting? I take an under. You take it yeah, over. I'm I'm down with that. All right. Let's do two since it's the game of the year. Okay. All right. Two unders take, or two overs. Yeah. I'll give you two overs and you give me two unders. All right. I like it. Yeah. All right. 
there we go. I don't feel that strongly about this game where I want to do that, but uh, th- I did want to bring this up, kind of transitioning into the other game. TCU or USC are going to lose this weekend. I think so, too. I don't think both of these teams win this weekend. And let's talk about this game. We're going to skip ahead. I was going to do this one differently, but pull this up right here. The game's in Jerry's world, right? In Dallas? Yep, in Arlington. All right, TCU minus two and a half against K-State over under 62. Connor, do you have anything in this one? To be completely honest, I don't yet. So I'm going to see what you guys say. Carter, you mentioned it earlier. In past weeks, you've been on the wrong side of TCU a lot this year. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I hit them last week against Iowa State. I was big on TCU last week. Easy game. I'm a little nervous this week because I've been on K-State a couple times this year too, and they haven't really let me down. So I have nothing right now. So I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. Do we know if Adrian Martinez is playing? I, I haven't get, seen I'll anything get, confirming. I'll get stats department on it. Y'all keep talking. I, I kind of lean over though, boys. Sixty-two, yeah. I kind of lean a high-scoring game because I could see this one for sure going into overtime. That's kind of what I'm envisioning for some reason. I see this game going to overtime, and like we talked about, TCU losing in a heartbreak, like field goal or weird touchdown, double overtime touchdown, or something like that. I could, I, I could totally see that game playing out in my mind right now. So I kind of lean the over right now, but I don't know if like what you guys said. It kind of scares me taking a side because. I'm already taking USC, and like you said, I don't know if both these teams are making it, and it feels kind of weird with that minus two and a half on both games. Like, I feel like those both aren't going to hit. And that, Dylan, back to your point where you're talking about how the media wants Ohio State in, they can get both USC and Ohio State in. I don't think that's a problem. I think TCU loses this game. I'm on K-State money line. TCU mm. is the ugly girl at the dance that nobody wants in there. Like, that's true. Like, I would love to see him in there, but the media definitely does not want TCU in there. And they want Ohio State. I, I don't know. I think if I think TCU's got it made even if they do lose. Uh, I think it's really hard to argue with their strength of record and, and the schedule that they've played so far. Uh, and I, I do think they lose this game too, if I had to guess. I'm not going to bet on it. I think that uh, if, if it got to three, I think I would take Kansas State. Uh, but you got to keep in mind, the last time these two teams played, TCU played all the way through to their Kansas State's third-string quarterback. And that's just not going to happen again, I don't think. So... Mm. Uh, Kansas State's defense much better than TCU's, better disciplined. I I would lean Kansas State. If it gets to three, I will probably take them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if TCU loses this. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But I feel like I've said that four times this year. And here <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah we now. all have. We all said, oh, yeah, TCU's losing this week. You know what? It's like a Mark Andrews touchdown, though. Eventually, it has to happen. <laughs> Like it no, it doesn't. It, no, it genuinely it does not have to happen. I every week I'm like, okay, we'll throw one unit, just one cute little unit on Mark Andrews touchdown. I have lost like ten units <laughs> just because I, I, of that one bet. Yeah, I have a real quick note. Do, doesn't warrant discussion. Just something to think about because I've been thinking about it. What if bookmakers or the people in Vegas were the ones that were ranking these teams in the playoff? I, just imagine how how much different it would look. I, I mean, I think Ohio State would still be ranked over Michigan. Uh, Georgia would be number one. But something interesting to think about because TCU's gotten absolutely no respect all year. Would they Would they even be in the top four if it was up to, you know, the guy that was running Circus Sports? Probably work? not. Probably not. No. It's just no. crazy how different it is. I was thinking about that today. Yeah. They were a seven-point dog to Texas. Like, yeah. 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 And I was, we were – I mean, I don't know about everyone else. I was, I was on, on Texas. It. I was on Texas first half. Texas first half, bro. That was on that list down, bro. Uh, Texas first half. 
Um, anything else about the K State TCU game? I like K State. I think Martinez is playing. By the way, I like Martinez. He's been good this year. I would lean K State. I might end up taking it, but I would lean that. Yeah, I, if it gets a three, I'll take it. But I lean K State too. It, the only thing I was going to say on Dylan's point was like he thinks they could potentially be in or have an argument to be in, right? If they lose this game, mm-hmm. I promise you, I would put everything I own on the fact that they lose this game, they are not in. Like history has taught us that. TCU has not been given the benefit of the doubt like the three different times they've been close, right? They did not get benefit of the doubt, and they will not in this. Right. They will get Ohio State in. They will get Alabama in. They will do anything they can to justify somebody else in. I okay, so here's a different conversation. Should they be in if they lose? Based on strength of schedule, yeah, right? But okay. the that argument will be – I promise you that that argument will not – like I, I, I just know for a fact if they lose this game – they're not going to be in the playoff. It's just as simple as that. Isn't that frustrating? They get punished for being in a Big 12 championship game because if the season ended and they aren't in a Big 12 championship game, they're in the playoff. I think this is just... So therefore, the loss shouldn't hurt them. Yeah. I think this is just further evidence of like why 12 just sounds so fun because like Mm -hmm. you're going to have so many qualified teams, right, that were so close. And those are the games that are, I think, going to be the most fun is the first round of games, right? The ones that aren't on the bye. Because, like, the ones that are on the bye, like Georgia, Michigan, like, those guys, we know what they are. But the ones that are, like, you know, the close ones, like, that's going to be a fun game. Because like, I honestly could see, you know, one of these random teams sneak in there and, like, you know, get to play, like, in the four-game playoffs. It'd be fun. Yeah, I'm just excited for it. Six to 12 is always murky waters. Always. Yeah. 100%. Uh, let's move on. Clemson, Carolina. Clemson, seven and a half over under 63 and a half game is at Bank of America in Charlotte. Connor, I'm assuming you're on plus seven and a half. See, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting Carolina here, but seven and a half, that's a lot of points. Carolina's lost their last two. I think they can hang with Clemson. Clemson's looked very vulnerable at times this year. DJU's looked very beatable at times this year. Dabo, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't know if he just loves DJU. He's looked pretty bad sometimes this year. I don't know if the backup, there's something wrong with the backup, or if he's been any better in his playing time. I like Carolina here. I don't know if they're going to win. I think they keep it within a touchdown, though. So I'm on Carolina seven and a half. I think they're due. My thing with, I see eight now, too, by the way, boys. Yeah. That that doesn't make me feel better. But the thing I like (laughs) about Carolina is it means more to them. It it truly (laughs) does mean more to them. Clemson, I would be surprised if there were some opt outs after this, before this game. For a, for a program like Clemson, I don't want to say it's a throwaway year, but they definitely haven't performed to what they're used to. So, no, it's a throwaway year, 100%. I, mean, I don't hate that at all. Like, opt outs, that's probably true. And if you're looking at Carolina, they're a younger team, Drake May, freshman. Like, it does mean more to them. This is his first bowl game or champ- AC championship, excuse me. Like, they're going to have, they're going to have like some reason to play. They're going to want to finish the season strong. I don't, I don't think Matt Brown will have a problem getting them amped up for this game. And I think on the Clemson side, you might be seeing the opposite. I'm with you exactly. I don't. I don't have any stats on my hands right now, but uh, I have not been a believer in this Clemson team much this year at all. Too many close games. If you even want to go back to the Syracuse game, they they didn't lose, but they definitely looked like they could have lost a, yeah. a lot of point in that game. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm on North Carolina here. I do think Drake May is a great quarterback. He's going to be a Heisman candidate next year, and he he can take care of it. I think against Clemson is is this one of the. Uh, does home team or like does the best record host this or is it a neutral site? It's, it's at the it, Panther Stadium. It's the Panther Stadium, yeah. 
Okay, nice. Okay. Neutral, yeah, neutral I like yeah. North Carolina. So it's going to be a 50-50 crowd, too. It is, because that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty close to um, Clemson. So And Clemson travels pretty well, but uh, yeah, yeah. nothing official in this game. I don't know. It, it feels a little – a little sketchy playing anything. I wouldn't anything. even, you know, a lot of people have been a lot on uh, on Carolina's over a lot this year. I don't even think I touched the total in this one because it, it could be a low scoring affair. Seriously. Uh, all right, you guys ready to move on? Uh, only question I have for Connor is: Are there any pop prop plays you like on Carolina's side? It depends. Um, if Drake, Drake may, may rush yards. I was gonna say if Drake may rush yards anywhere below sixty, I think you take it. And even then, I still think he might hit it in a big game like this. There's oh. gonna be a lot of pressure. KJ Henry off the edge. Clemson's got a good D line. Carolina's O line has been suspect at times this year. I think he's gonna be running a little bit. He's gonna be scrambling out of the pocket, especially in a game like this. So Drake may rush yards. I don't hate. Also, Antoine Green, if he ends up playing receiving yards, if it's anywhere in sixty to eighty range, take it because he he gets a fifty yard bomb thrown to him at least three times a game. And those Clemson corners, they're all freshmen. Kind of kind of suspect. Exactly. Uh, I, move, I love that. Let's move on. LSU, Georgia at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. Georgia minus 17 and a half, over under 51. I mean, the total kind of right there tells you that Georgia's winning this game, like, what, 40 to 10? <laughs> like 17 and 30, a half is so many points, bro. 35, 35 17? I don't know. I, I'm not officially on anything in this game because I could easily see Georgia destroying them because the line, but I, I don't feel comfortable taking 17 and a half with Georgia. Let me get the creative juices flowing for a second. Uh, LSU plus 10 for the first half. The last two games Georgia's played uh, got off to real slow starts against Kentucky and Georgia Tech. I mean, they were <laughs> were they yeah. losing at halftime to Georgia Tech? I mean, it was pretty close. No, uh, but Georgia Tech did score a little bit in the first quarter. Yep, it looks like 10 to 7 at the end of the first half. So I can see Georgia coming out kind of slow here in the first half. I think they pull away in the second half as they have pretty much all year. Uh, but I think I think I'll be on LSU plus 10 for that first half. Uh, Dylan, oh. are you worried that Georgia comes out very fast blitzing? They they're ready for these big games. Uh I'll be honest, no. I, I don't I don't think so. Because even I don't know. I don't have any stats on me. I'm just going off the last two games. I guess they did come out hot against Tennessee, but Tennessee is, uh, at the time, a higher, more respected team than LSU is now, I think, after their loss. I don't know. You bring up a good point. I think I'm still going to take the LSU plus 10 first half, just chew on it, and uh, eat my losses if I'm wrong there. I think that's a good play. I like the first half more than the total middle game. Yeah, I don't hate that play. You guys know I love first half plays. I probably won't take anything. I'll probably stay away from this game. 17 and a half is a lot of points. I almost lean LSU, but then like you guys talked about, and I, I, I like the Georgia team. It's hard to bet against them. 17 and a half is so many conference championship game. But uh, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from this one. All right. Well, let's move on then. Another game with a 17-point spread. Purdue, Michigan, Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, Michigan minus 17, over under 52. Basically the exact same spread in total. I kind of like Purdue to cover here. Is that crazy? No, I don't think so. Letdown spot? It's possible. And Blake says he's ready to go for this game. I don't I don't know if he is. He was supposedly ready to go for Ohio State. He played for three snaps, and then he didn't see the field. Uh, what I will say is Purdue has, like, the 30th best run defense in all of college football, which isn't bad when you consider how many teams there are. 
their pass defense is not nearly as good. So I haven't seen any book that has them out yet, but I would lean J.J. McCarthy passing yards over. I think, if anything, Jim's going to want to come out and put this game to bed early. I think he's going to have success doing it via the air, not so much the ground like Michigan likes to do. So I, I'm going to imagine it's going to open at like 199, maybe 220 recency bias. Uh, but I would take J.J. McCarthy over passing yards whenever it comes out. Nice. I'm, we're, I know you're probably looking at me look away right now. Uh, Indiana team total at seven. I have it at 75, 73. They're at the line shooting too. I know. I'm watching it too. I took it too. I have. Eventually, you have to just understand that watching every single Carolina game, they're going to come out flat. Dude, are you ahead of me? They just made 74 now. Okay, okay. We're at the same spot. But anyway, about this Purdue-Michigan game, Purdue comes out for these upset games. Like, they're a big dog. Purdue's a scary team. No, their offense is – I bet the Purdue-Illinois over a couple weeks ago, and that was one of the easiest bets I've made in my life. Gosh, Ooh. by the way. There we go. Well, I push. I push. I have 75. I have 74 and a half. <laughs> no. Oh. oh, man, that's funny. Um, anyhow, do you guys like the over 52? I actually don't hate that. I don't know if I trust Purdue to score. O'Connell's not a good quarterback. You guys do realize we have like eight games to choose from and we have to make a parlay out of it. Oh God. (laughs) Oh, well I have my, I have my pick. Is it LSU? No, no, it's, it's Utah. Oh, ew. I'm literally because bro. I don't I don't have anything more to add to the Michigan Purdue game, so we just get into the parlay. This is a tough one. I don't know what to take on this one. Cash, cash, cash. I see it. Cash. I see it. Let's I see go. It. I don't know. A parlay. What do we do for a parlay this week? There's only a few games. I've got a I've got a couple other picks in the smaller games. Uh yeah, I, I can I can make do. Okay. Let me get on here. I also oh, want to add, well, there's a decent amount of games. While we're looking at, at what we're looking at, can we all agree that that Sainer is still uh, knocking knocking out the reception in the end zone of Egbuka was like the play of the game of Ohio State-Michigan? I just I wanted mm. to bring that up, and I just remembered now in like the third quarter. That was yeah. so awesome. Oh were you, were you freaking out? That, that was by far the play of the game. I mean, if he catches that touchdown, it brings it into a possession. Oh, that was awesome. Because uh, I thought it was a touchdown. I just yeah. thought, I thought yep. it's over. Yep. That was pretty good. I'm, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at picks that. here. I can't put Carolina in the parlay again this week. I can't do it. <laughs> I won't. I will not. I will not do it. We can go over that real quick. Uh, I sold. I sold both parlays last week. So I'll, I'll own that. I, I'll take it. I'll take did. the heat. I'll take the heat. You know what? Up to this point, though, <laughs> the last few weeks, my parlay picks have been okay. So I'll take the heat on this. I sold them both. <laughs> I sold them both. We've all had our moments, Connor. Yeah. We have. We have. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning. Tell me if this is crazy. Carolina Clemson under 63 and a half for my pick. I don't think it, I don't think it gets up there. You know how I feel. I, I just don't know if I'm going to take some in that game because I've had bad luck anytime I put anything in the Carolina game in a parlay. <laughs> I, I, like I like a lot of overs this week. So, I mean, you could talk me into North Texas, UTSA, Utah, USC, K-State, TCU. I don't like that one as much. Or Purdue, Michigan. I kind of like all those overs. Well, you're going to have to love the TCU-Kansas State one because that's the play, bro. I'm going to put in the parlay. There we go. Should we just do all overs? Ooh, all overs parlay? I don't have an over. Dylan might choke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have one. What's your play for the parlay? Not not let me do Utah. 
<sighs> I don't think we can allow Utah to play with three I people. I can't even like. I can't stomach the idea. We we have a second. We have a we have a Grant oh. versus Dylan bet behind that. Yeah, so that might, yeah, 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 exactly. There's so much. I understand it's your game of the year, and I I don't want to I don't want to crap on that, but it's also on Friday, so I would prefer not to have a Friday. Game. Oh, you're right. Uh, possible. It might get elevated to game of the decade by the time kickoff comes around. <laughs> oh my god. We'll see. So game uh, of the decade, that's minimum ten units, right? Oh my god. Yeah, minimum. Okay. Oh okay. my gosh. Minimum. Oh man. We for my pick, I think I'm going to go Ohio plus two. Okay. Okay. All right, we're cooking here. Connor? As much as I don't want to, I think think I'm going to take the under in Carolina-Clemson. Carolina-Clemson under 63 and a half? Okay, and then I'm going to go. I'll let you guys help me decide. uh, Over in Purdue-Michigan, and then, well, that game's on a Friday night. I was going to say K-State money line or over in Purdue-Michigan. I don't hate K-State money line, seriously. I'm down with that. So we'll have two in that game. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. All right. There it is. That's the college football parlay this week. It is K State money line against TCU over 62 in that game. Clemson UNC under 63 and a half in Ohio plus two against the Toledo Rockets. We're getting we're oh, getting no. down to the we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. We're, we're getting down to the last the last little bit here in college football. I'll be honest, that's going to be a uh, half unit play for myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel as confident about that one. I'm not going to lie. Because let's hey, be honest, we, that's what it is. We hit one. We hit one, though. That's all that matters. We hit one this year. We can, we're fine. This is all gravy. This is all gravy from here on out. True. Are, before True. we get to NFL, are we, uh, are we going to cover the Ohio State game or? Oh, wait, wait. They're not playing this week. <laughs> Because <laughs> they lost. I forgot. Uh, it, was, it wasn't in my notes, guys. And they lost to Duke tonight in basketball. What a great week. What a great week. Yeah, um, keep losing. We kind of went through our picks. Do you, does anybody have any picks outside of the games we talked about? I'm on Carolina plus seven and a half loyalty play. I've also got a unit on the money line just because I have to. And then I'm on USC and the USC Utah over. That's my whole card this week. And then the parlay. Let's go. Uh, Everything we talked about, I'll, I'll be on Kansas State if it gets up to three. Uh, I am on North Texas plus eight and a half. Ooh, okay. Okay. You're going against my Roadrunners. Yeah, I know. I, I was big on them last year too, but it's not that the same. Eight and a half is a lot of points. For yeah. a defense that's uh, terrible, eight and a half is a lot of points. Both teams can put up points. I kind of like the over in that game. I think we see a lot of points on Friday night in those conference championship games. But anyhow, all right. Uh, that's it. Let's move to the NFL. All right, let's do the NFL. Before we start previewing games and everything, uh, Matt Rule went on Peter Schrager's podcast. I'll just play the clip for you real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Thing you learned from your two and a half years in the NFL as a head coach, and in the same vein, if you could do it all over again, what would be the one thing you would change looking back on it as obviously it didn't work out with Super Bowl victories or anything like that? I think probably we just it probably just you know probably taking another job you know I mean I think I mean, it's a great place uh, you know the wonderful people but I just don't know if I was a fit there you know at the end of the day um, you know we we, we talked about you know, four years and then I'm gonna go get some free agents and, and do it so 
you know, what was a four-year plan became a two-year and five-game plan real quick. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's not about the, it's not, and I'm not angry about it. You know, no. at the end of the day, I understand, but if you're, if it's going to be that quick, then, then we're going to sign some more free agents. We're going to, we're going to go make the blockbuster trade. We're going to do those things. I think the trajectory that we were on was correct. It was to, it was to have a team that next year could maybe make a big trade um, that could, you know, and I think you see the signs of it right now when they play well on offense, they win, you know, there's a good defense there. And, um, I, I give Steve all the credit. I give the coaches all the credit, but I'm part of that building process. Yeah. So, and that just stayed for me through this year and maybe maybe the big free agent signing this year to get them over the top. I think that the Panthers could win the, the NFC South for years to come. And yeah. And they still win it. Okay. That part at the end, when he says, when he tries to take a little credit is what bothers me. That bothers me too. A lot of narcissism there. A lot, a lot of self-centered qualities right there for him taking any form of credit for the Panthers' recent somewhat of a turnaround. It's all Steve Wilkes. It is. It's all Steve Wilkes. And him coming out about the whole five-year plan, BS, whatever. Well, when you show no progress in two and a half years, what are you going to do? Like, you get your choice at quarterback. You're the one who's deciding who to bring in. You know, you're trying to put a bandaid on a bullet hole with the quarterback situation. He had a lot of say in that. I'm not saying it's all on Matt Rule, but he had a lot of say in that. And if he was showing substantial progress, linear progress, he probably would have been let go. And then he also had the audacity to say he was in charge of draft picks when he legitimately was in charge of draft picks. He literally was the one who decided, I don't, we shouldn't draft a quarterback. Let's go Darnold. We shouldn't do this. Let's this let's guy, sign, he's, a, he's a literal phony. He's just a car. He's a used car salesman as a NFL football coach. Somehow his agent deserves the, he's the best agent in sports. There's no other agent. I want him as my agent. If I ever do anything, I want Matt rules agent. He got an eight year deal with Nebraska. You know what? He might do fine in college. He might, he did well at temple. He did well at Baylor. Couldn't do jack crap in the NFL. He might do well in Nebraska. Who knows? But if you watch that Nebraska press conference, what's funny as a Panthers fan, every pa- Panthers fan that watched that press conference just rolled their eyes and they're like, oh my gosh, the same bull crap. It's the same bull crap. It is. And for a guy who just prioritized signing Temple and Baylor alumni in the NFL, like what, what do you really expect? I mean, that's all, that's all he wanted to do. The thing is, he can't take any of the credit, like I said, for this Panthers' recent turnaround for their chance to win the NFC South because he's trying to be like, oh, I set up this roster so well and they let me go, and then now – Then why didn't you plans, do well with it? And, 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 and all my and, plans are coming to fruition. Yeah, give me a break. The other thing I wanted to bring up about this, and then we'll move on, the fact that people wanted to bring him back another year, it was clear he was not the guy. It was clear there was no hope going into the season unless you're delusional like me and can talk themselves into anything. There was no, Matt Rule was clearly not the guy. He was a lame duck head coach. Why are you rolling into a season with a person you know is not mm-hmm. going to be the coach at the end of the season? We all knew that. And you still give the guy a chance? Fire him. Let's go. This season Fresh is off an to- extension, too. This, this team is totally, totally different if Matt Rule is fired before the season. And everyone talks, well, you got to give this coach a chance. You got to give that coach a chance. But when you know it, like Cliff Kingsbury is not the guy in Arizona. He should have been fired before the season. And he gets the extension, which is crazy. But and yes, he did make the playoffs, Cliff Kingsbury, whatever. That that roster's frankly too talented to be as bad as they are. But that's and, the Cardinals. And, We're talking about the Panthers. And Matt Rule lost the locker room early on this season. Like that's one of the main things you can't do in professional sports. We talk about it in the NBA is to lose the locker room. You've got to manage the players' egos, have them believe in what you're doing. That's a major part of it because at the end of the day, they're all professionals. 
at the end of the day, as Matt Rule likes to say a lot. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he ran it like a college program. He was dictating social media posts. And there's a bunch of other rumors swirling around. We won't get into from Twitter space. It's going to come out. Find out. If you want to find out about all that other stuff, go on Twitter and just type in Matt Rule. It was bananas today. But anyhow, moving on from Matt Rule. I, I do have one thing. On oh, it. I oh, do have oh. one thing. On it. So I was baffled. And I, I'm honestly baffled because he said – they would have made the big blockbuster trade, right? Did they not make the big blockbuster trade with Sam Darnold? I'm confused. Was that? <laughs> they I made a blockbuster I, I trade. It's called, it's called shipping McCaffrey to San Francisco. Uh, that was the blockbuster trade, but it wasn't yeah, in their exactly. favor. No, I kid. Honestly, like, like you guys said, like putting the bandaid on the quarterback situation was 100% what they did. <clears throat> it would just, it, it looked like a program that like, like the Panthers looked like it was like fighting itself in direction. It felt very just, like, disjointed. Yeah. They were just grasping at straws trying to fix all their problems at one time. It just didn't really work out. And you knew it was from early on. If you have fans that knew it from early on, then. Yeah. All right. I have, I have an idea. What if, hear me out here, Matt Rule became the new spokesman of Flex Seal. You see him on those NBA TV commercials <laughs> selling Flex Seal. I think he would be perfect. He would be perfect. Because he already really got- tried to use Flex Seal on his team the entire time he was there. He's got the look down. He's got the, he's got the, he's got the look down already. He and does. he's got the sales pitch because, I mean, my gosh, people still get fooled into it. But anyhow, not, not let's stop talking about Matt Rule real quick. The Panthers are winning the NFC South. I've been texting <laughs> you guys all week. I've been tweeting it out. I even put it on Reddit. Ooh. I have fully convinced myself into the Panthers winning the NFC South. Sam Darnold was throwing some dimes out there against the Broncos. A great defense, probably the best defense yeah. in the NFL. And he was putting on a show. He did he was. And his underpassing yards still hit. So it was a great he looked day. Great. He looked great. He looked great. He did. He was making some pretty good throws. And we saw it at the beginning of last year. And that's what I was thinking. Like when he comes back, I wouldn't be shocked if he puts together a few wins. I'm sitting here we with have the Panthers. A favorable schedule. I'm sitting here with Panthers over six and a half wins ticket from the preseason. So who knows? I have my Panthers over six and a half. I doubled down on the division. Um Let's see here. All right, let me let me read you the Panthers schedule. Panthers Seahawks. The line's currently out at seven seven and a half. Love the Panthers plus seven. Kidney coming it. off a bye. I think the Panthers win that game. I took the Panthers already plus seven. Dylan, Dylan, I. Yep, Geno Smith is a fraud. Geno Smith can't go no, against the best defense in the now. NFL against. Geno Smith against the Carolina. Geno Smith against the Carolina Panthers defense. Something, something to be scared about. Geno, Smith's not fraud by any means. I, I don't know about that one. I, you know me. I, I think the Car- Carolina Panthers have a good defense. They have a good to, I will say, great defense. It's the offense that scares and Sam me. Sam Darnold is good now. Now, I will say, I remember sitting at a, at, a, at a house in Pennsylvania. It was with one of my ex-girlfriends. It was Rose Bowl 2017. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't we, like that. We were watching USC, Ohio State, Rose Bowl. And I saw a big Sam Abby Darnold. fan over here. You got that right. I'm a big Abby fan here, too. <laughs> but I remember watching USC play, and I was like, this Sam Darnold guy, like, he's got an arm on him. He, he's going to be a good quarterback. And I think he's probably probably the best-case scenario for the Panthers right now. 100%. PJ Walker sinks. Baker Mayfield, his career's done. He's going to be doing progressive commercials as an extra. Uh, All right, let's go through this Carolina schedule real quick, and then we'll start previewing games. Pittsburgh, at home, we can win that game. Yeah. 
Detroit at home, Christmas Eve. We can win that game. Okay. All right. You guys are cooking now. I'm liking at this Tampa, so far. At, at Tampa Bay, we already demolished Tampa Bay this year. Tampa Bay stinks. Our defense, if Brady gets pressure on him, he sucks this year. That offensive line in Tampa Bay is very sketchy. Brian Burns is going to get like two to three sacks on Brady. I think we beat him. That's a loss. That might That's be a loss. loss. That's one of the that, losses. Oh, that no, might no, be no. a loss. That no, might just be. one of them. All right. And then Carolina at New Orleans. Super dumb scared of me. Superdome, Andy yeah. Dalton, two ginger quarterbacks facing off. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened before. So <laughs> spooky stuff is going down. Oh, I'm sure it's game. happened. I'm sure it's Nick? happened. Has Andy Dalton ever played someone? Has, Has Andy he ever Dalton, played Brandon Andy Dalton? Oh, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold. Has that ever happened? It had to have, right? Oh, probably. it had to. Bengals, Jets. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'll, I'll have to get, get into research, see what happened that game. But five wins in a row. We're nine and eight. Oh, my Bro, yeah, that's the, 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 the division. Is, the, the division wins at favorable. eight. If you if you win at eight and nine, you win the division. I agree. And There's we have chance. the tie. We have the tiebreakers. That, that game closed. against the Falcons, where DJ Moore took his helmet off, hurts a lot more now. They actually have a chance to win the division. Yeah, but we're also kind of in a great spot. We're already at a top five pick. If we lose against the Seahawks, then we can just tank and get a top five pick. Mm. And then we can take CJ Stroud. So you can take CJ uh, Stroud. Exactly. With CJ Stroud and then trade up for Will Levis. Let's just have a party. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, real, real quick, I got the stats guy on the Bengals Jets from 2019. It looks like we did have Andy Dalton versus uh, Sam Darnold. Who won? The Bengals won 22 to 6. Sam Darnold threw for 239 yards. Uh, no interceptions, no touchdowns, four sacks. See, that's not his fault. He, Zach Wilson's going through the same thing. Well, well it could be. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it's not Zach's fault. Nah, no question. Real, real I'm quick. I'm sure that Bengals defense was straight dog shite then too, bro. I bet you it was nowhere near what it is now. Okay, but real quick about Zach Wilson. If he doesn't say that in the press conference, is he starting? Was he starting against the Bears? No. I, don't I think, think he so. is. I don't think so. And I, and guess what? Newsflash: He would have won that game, bro. Like he's five and two as a starter. The only games he's lost is to New England. That's it. He he would have won this. Yeah, he would have won. He would not have been the same stats though. I can promise you that he would not have thrown the same. I, I don't know if you can time. promise that. I don't know if you can promise that. That Bears defense is garbage. I mean, they literally it was wide open. Like there's five yards of separation. I think on the most they've ever had in the NFL this year. Like people were so open. Like five yards of separation. In the highest clip in the NFL, that's crazy, bro. All right, you guys ready to talk football? Let's roll through it. some games. All Let's right, Buffalo, it. Thursday night, Buffalo at New England. Buffalo minus four, minus three and a half on some books. Over under 43 and a half. This line screams New England at home. It screams New England, and that's what makes me think it's going to be close, and that's what makes me think under. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be any type of shootout, especially if it's close like the salon suggests. So I've already got the under 43. We now. might need to pause the recording. Dylan might have to change his pants real quick. <laughs> that, that was great. When unders are brought up and it's not me bringing them up, it's always always a great time. No, I, I like the under two. I actually – I really like the Pats here. It's only like the fifth time in the last five or six years they've been home underdogs of a field goal or more. Uh, and you're giving me points with Belichick at home. I'm going to take that just about every time. The Defensive. only problem, Dylan, is Mac Jones looks atrocious. 
but he didn't last week. He actually looked decent last week. Now, now I will say it's the Vikings defense. I understand we can get into the semantics there, but I'm in the camp that Josh Allen's not 100% right now, and the Bills are missing Von Miller. So when we get a matchup like this, you're getting a, a divisional underdog at home. The defense and offense on the opposing team are banged up. The defense is the great equalizer for these dogs. In the Pats, they're yep. allowing the least amount of defensive penalty yards. They're applying pressure on the quarterback, and they're not blitzing that much. They're not losing their backs in coverage. I like the Pats here, and it's actually, if you're listening to the podcast, a little preview, this is the best bet that I submitted for Thursday Night Football at Action Network is Pats plus four. Right. Okay. Good, good. So a couple things real quick. One, I like the Pats here too because the Bills' run defense kind of stinks, mm-hmm. and Ramondre Stevenson is going to ball out in this game. But what scares me is I don't want to hit submit on a on a Patriots plus four ticket, and then the and the Bills just route. The Bills just have one of those Bills games, win by twenty eight, and I just sitting there feeling like an idiot. Like wow, I really bet on Mac Jones over Josh Allen against this <laughs> awesome Bills team. But then, then you just rationalize it as you're not you're not betting on Mac Jones. I'm not betting on Mac Jones. Yeah, I'm betting on are, the Patriots. But defense. you still are, whether no, you like it or no. not. Mac Jones is still going to be your quarterback on the team you bet on. You're betting when, on Mac Jones, but not for Mac Jones. There you go. When you yeah. bet on the Panthers, were you betting on PJ Walker? Were you betting Absolutely on Baker? Absolutely, I was. No, Absolutely you were betting on the defense. Nope, I was. <laughs> nope, I was betting on those guys because I was I betting on Matt Rule and his plan. Yeah, <laughs> there Jay Z. There you go. I also, real quick, I want to add one more thing on this game. Uh, Josh Allen and Mac Jones, interception parlay, plus 187. I will be taking I that. I love that, bro. I will be taking that. What's I Mac Jones's, or what's Mac Jones's odds? Or Josh Allen, for that, rather. What are the odds? Josh Allen will throw a pick. They're both the same. They're both, like, minus 140. I don't like the Damn. juice, but I kind of want to take Josh highest, Allen. He's still highest, right, in the league, throwing picks? He's been throwing yeah. Yeah, but then parlay him. You get plus odds. I mean, the, Wait, the Patriots are, now have 12 interceptions a game. Their defense. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys have talked about it. I, I don't like betting against Belichick. I've learned my lesson this year. I've been beaten into submission again, especially. I warned you. Games. You did. You did. You tried. And I tried all the reasons, like you said, to try and justify against it. But he finds a way. I swear. I don't know what's wrong with this man, but he does something, bro. Like, he does something. <laughs> In these games, and I don't know how to describe it other than it's like magic in the dark kind of magic, bro. It's the worst. I don't know what he does, bro. I don't get it. So I can't bet against it. I don't know if I'm necessarily – this is a screams live bet to me, like just to see who comes out and bet the other side. But I can't bet the Bills, and I, I don't want to bet the the Patriots yet. So I'm kind of just stuck. Patriots not like official play. play. I do like the pick plays, though. I do like the pick plays, too. But uh, Patriots not an official play for me. It's a lean – uh, let's move on. This is potentially game of the year. Maybe Jordan Love in the Green Bay Packers against Trevor mm. Simeon, maybe? <laughs> in the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Bro. And Jordan Love might be a four-and-a-half-point favorite in the NFL. I'm Bro, seeing five-and-a-half at FanDuel. I see five-and-a-half, yeah. I'm looking at action, so probably a bunch of different odds there. So five-and-a-half. Does that mean is is Rogers playing? I don't so think we, it was. we just we just don't know with this one. I kind of just want to. I kind of just want to take the over. Because Justin Fields not playing in, right? He might. He He's might. He's questionable. Yeah. He might. It's sketchy. It's it's sketchy news all around. It's a little Gordon Hayward Hornacy news all around. Yeah, exactly. 
This place screams the Packers, bro. I don't know how you can bet on this on this Bears team, bro. Their defense is awful. Christian Watson, anytime touchdown? Awful. Probably. Hot take. We saw Mike White come out there and tear up the Bears defense. I think Jordan Love, if he ends up starting, I think he'll have success against See, the Bears. See, the, but anyone could tear up his defense, bro. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a bad idea. If Aaron Rodgers is only, even only 60%, I think he has to play just because if Jordan Love plays, he's going to play well against this awful Bears defense. And yep. then – Every Monday morning football is just going to be, oh, is Jordan Love the guy in Green Bay coming up next on Get Up? Yep, 100%. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't have a play here, but I, I do want to say Jordan Love looked like a completely different Jordan Love last week than he did last year in that game against the Chiefs. I mean, he he looked he had some zip on the ball. And I won't overreact or say anything that he should be the starter, but he looked a lot different than he did last year when he played against the Chiefs. Yep, I agree. I think this for me, I think I'll make it an official play. I'm probably going to play the first half, and then I'll, half I'll probably play both, to be honest. But I, I do – I think Green Bay is going to – like, I just don't – I think the Bears are so bad. Like, I think they're they're terrible. Without Justin Fields, they have no hope of covering the spread. All right. Sounds good. Let me keep yep. going here. This pulled up. Uh, I don't have an official play. I just wait and see injury news. I mean, you got to lean the Packers. Bears overs are like the best bet in sports. I mean, they just keep hitting. It was 36 and a half, 37 against the Jets. I mean, mm-hmm. hit no problem. Uh, let's see here. If they announce Fields is playing, I'm going to take the over instantly. Yeah. Kind of love that. Like smart. Uh, Denver at Baltimore, Baltimore minus eight and a half over under 38 and a half. That is disgusting. This game screams tease the Ravens, but the Ravens, eh, like, I'm not going to trust them against a good defense, but this, this Denver team is physically incapable of scoring 17 points. Mm -hmm. So all the Ravens have to do is score is score 20 points and they win this game. I'm taking Mark Andrews touchdown and I'm, I'm chalking up my losses and moving on to the next game. I'm serious. This is, I don't know. I, I have the Ravens winning this game by like 13, but it's, it's just tough to bet on the Ravens right now, especially the way they play in the fourth quarter. I mean, there'd be nothing more frustrating than betting on them and then losing it in, in the fourth quarter. It'd be like, like a backdoor, little backdoor action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. Wait, 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 Dylan. So you're saying you have them at like 13, you have your models? Well, yeah, my, my ratings, my Wilkerson ratings, yeah. I need to start my own rating system. I want to start doing these models. So you're, like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I have the Panthers as minus three against the Seahawks. I'm getting great value at plus seven and a half. <laughs> That's pretty good value. That's Sounds pretty emotional to me. I'm just going to put it into an Excel spreadsheet. Just go into Google Images and put like a graph in there that looks really confusing. Type in NFL, like and Carter's NFL model, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh wow, he's, his model says that the Panthers should be favored in this game." <laughs> Houston Texans are favored by forty against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> wow, I'm getting, I'm I'm the getting value here. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, uh, the but, model had Cleveland winning. The, the The ratings had Cleveland winning last week, and they did. Just saying. Yeah, shout out the no, Browns. Screw um, Denver, bro. I will never bet on them this year again. Yeah. I've already made that announcement here. Screw. I have again. that. I have that clip for you if you ever need it's, it. I need it, bro. Because that's screw Denver, bro. Like 
they're terrible. But like you guys said, how do you take minus eight, bro? I'm not touching the game. That no, might be a that might be a tease though with them and the Jets. We'll see. I could make this that up. Guy is tempting. The Jets. Oh, we'll get into that then. Washington at the New York Giants. Washington minus two and a half in New York over under 40 and a half. This commander's team looking a little frisky. They are. And 40 and a half is such a low number. So like my first instinct is take the over. And then I really thought about it. And I was like, eh, I don't think I can do that. You like your money too much. I don't think I can do that. I think I like the commanders here though. I will say. I'm looking a little fraudish. I'm with Giants are frauds. I think Chase Young's supposed to be back for this game too. There's no way if that's true. There's no way the Giants move. Okay, the ball hold here. up, timeout, timeout. I've heard that from this podcast for the last four to five weeks that Chase Young is playing in this game, and I have yet to find out if Chase Young has played an NFL game this year. Has it? He has not. No, he okay. hasn't yet. He has not. <laughs> every, every week we bring up the Commanders, like Chase Young is back. Does it change your mind? I'm like, I don't know if he's actually playing because you said the same thing last week. <laughs> You're playing against the Giants, who are actually like right now, bro, trending mm-hmm. crazy down. Injuries, everything, bro. They can't move the ball. But if Chase Young is playing, that does make me like the Commanders more. Obviously, I would lean the Commanders as well. It's it's two and a half for a reason. I like Commanders. I like under. I like under. The Giants are going to have to run the ball. They've actually had success running the ball. I think that's what they're going to lean towards. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it well. Might be some long possessions is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Some clock-killing drives that end uh-huh. in a red zone turnover, baby. Guys, Giants might not win another game this year. Let's look through their schedule. Let's go schedule hunting. Let's, Let's go. I'm, doing, I'm pulling up right now for you. All right, I got it right here. So they have okay. the Commanders, then Three the low. Eagles. Okay. Then the Commanders at FedEx Field. Okay. I don't know if they beat them twice and a couple broken angles. Yeah, I think I think that's I think they split that. Maybe. I think they split the commanders. Definitely torn ACL in that game. You could see them moving both. <laughs> you could see it happening. Okay. Minnesota. Loss. Loss. In Minnesota. The Colts in New York. That should be a win. Could be. Could be. Jeff Saturday. Come on, like you gotta, you gotta learn the clock. I'm serious though, bro. I could, to- I can. And then see the Eagles not winning another game the rest of the year. Bro. And then the, it's and crazy. then the Eagles in the last week. Uh, the, the sketchy thing about that Eagles game is people might get benched in that game because they're not going for an undefeated season. And by that time, the Eagles should have max one loss, two losses. So they're gonna have the number one seed wrapped up in the NFC. So they should probably bench people in that game. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I think about. it's just crazy to me this division. Just a few years ago, it was like the worst division in the history of sports. And now so all bad. four of those teams have a pretty good shot to make the playoffs. That hey, is crazy. We, get, we got that crown, baby. NFC South representing out here. Uh, NFC yeah, South is straight. It's shifted, that's for sure. Um, But, yeah, Commanders minus two and a half. I think that's an official play for me. Uh, let's move on. Dylan's Tennessee Titans against the mm. Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Philly minus five and a half. Over under 44 and a half. I'll start off here. I kind of like the Titans. I love not, the Titans. Yeah, not a bad play. I I don't have any stats on hand, but the Eagles, their their run defenses looked a little uh looked a little sus at times. And if there's one thing that we can do, it's run the ball. So mm-hmm. Vrabel's great as an underdog, covers, wins. Uh I always think of that 49ers game last year when we were like seven point underdogs and we won. So uh taking the Titans because I'm a Titans fan, but other than that, I don't know if I'd be taking anything. Dylan, I saw a little a little stat that caught my eye, caught my tickled my fancy, dare I say. Um, 
Mike Vrabel, 21 and 7 against the spread as a three plus point underdog. Ooh, oh, that's good. the stuff, man. That's that the stuff right there. Pretty good. I think I think we see a little bit of a little bit of fraud in this Eagles team too, similar to the Giants. I, I think they're still good. They'll win the division, yeah. but I think they've definitely been playing over their heads. For I think sure. so too. For sure. Yeah, I'm, um, while we're on this game, I'm already on the Titans plus five and a half. And I even sprinkled a little on the Titans money line. Just just a sprinkle. Ooh, there just we a go. Dabble. Yeah, but oh, uh, this is a game to probably tease. Money. Give yourself an extra seven points for the Titans, bro. Woof. I love that. Twelve and a half. I actually don't hate that. I don't see I don't see the Titans getting blown out in this game. No, they they will not get blown out. There's no way. The way they play, like, doesn't really allow for that. <laughs> these, I don't, I don't like the sound of that. How does that not hit? The famous last words. How does that not hit, though? <laughs> oh, we right, make that, oh, gosh. That's good. When, when we <laughs> open like, up they, the, will, they will not get blown up. Like, oh. When we open up the merch store, that's the first T-shirt going off the shelves is how does that not hit, though? It's going to be on my, my tombstone, bro. How does that not hit, though? <laughs> how does that not hit, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. All right. Well, uh. Grant, I think you're ready for this one. The New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings minus three, over under 44 and a half. Oof. Man, I kind of kind of like the Vikings. Or, sorry, I meant the Jets. I do like the Jets, boys. I do like the Jets. Look, um, couple no of way. Reasons. I don't yeah. believe you. I don't couple, believe you. A couple of reasons, boys. Uh, one, defense. Like... <laughs> Jets defense is always going to be consistent. Like they are not giving up more than like 15 points, I think right now, or 14 points. Like it's unbelievable. So it just depends if Mike White can score, you know, enough of points. And if we're talking 17 to 20 is all he's got to get. And Minnesota has the, I think it's 31st worst passing defense. Like they're awful in the passing defense. So he can tear them up. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of like, I kind of like the money line, the Jets or taking, teasing them, getting the extra touchdown. Because, again, Minnesota plays every game close. So you're telling me I'm going to get points against a Minnesota team, and I personally think that the team itself is going to be able to play, like, the Minnesota Vikings, like, pretty close, and if not actually beat them. I kind of like it. I kind of like the three. Um, I'll also take a couple prop plays. Um, I think Garrett Wilson gets a touchdown. I'm going to play him uh, for a touchdown, anytime touchdown player as well. Um, I might play as well Elijah Moore because he seems to go to Elijah Moore as well. So I might play both those, but I'm definitely playing Garrett Wilson. That's a guarantee, like three star, four star, whatever you want to call, it, like anytime touchdown play, like for sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa! A four unit for for a uh, four units for yourself. Yeah, I love that play. I, I just I love Garrett Wilson right now. He gets open, and like I said, their pass defense is awful. Now the one thing that concerns me is we don't necessarily know yet really what Mike White is. Because last week, let's be honest, any quarterback could have gone out there and done well against the Bears. Now, in fairness to Mike White, he did have the best uh, game according to stats against any, like best QBR, best uh, PFF grade, whatever you want to say, against the, the Bears. But also, this is a depleted Bears. It's not the same Bears team that everybody else has played. So there's a lot of factors going on. I need to see it this week with Mike White. But again, if he's playing against one of the worst pass defenses, I just don't see how he doesn't play like at least like semi-competent, right? Like that, that to me seems like it would be odd. So defense is going to keep him in it. Give me points against his team anytime. Like I'll take the points all day. So I'm digging. You're not, you're not scared a little of little Kirk Cousins 1 p.m. primetime showing. The not nightmare. That, they'll definitely score. They'll, they'll score points. But I'm just telling you, man, like points? Does that mean over? They're, they're, ah. I, I almost I almost don't yeah I honestly don't hate the over even though it is the Jets defense like they're gonna bracket Jefferson um 
Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. But I, I think overall, my, the favorite bet is just take the points of the Jets and just live with it. Because I could see them lose. If they're going to lose, it's going to be a close one. And I think they, I could see them winning straight up. So the one thing about Mike White, you talked about Mike White, the Jets, whatever, it's going to be different against the Vikings. Is it going to be that different against the Vikings? I mean, we saw Mac Jones play just fine against them last week. I just said, yeah, I, I, I see he's going to play well. Like, they have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. He's going to be fine. Like, he's going to be able to throw the ball. It's not the question. It's just he might – he got away with a couple throws that definitely could have been interceptions against the Bears, and I don't know if those are going to come back. So, like, that's the only thing that scares me. It's like if he throws a couple quick picks – this game can get very iffy real quick. But, again, the defense is so locked down. Even if he does, I see them only giving up field goals and not touchdowns. So, we'll see. But I like the Jets, the points. Anybody else? Jets, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 anybody? No, I, I can't. Yeah, no official play. Uh, for what it's worth, the Wilkerson ratings <laughs> do have the Jets winning uh, by about a point and a half. So, covering by four and a half in, in the uh, – the rating system is undefeated in all of the bets that it's won. So, oh, wow. very good note there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things I kind of like either Thielen or Hawkinson anytime touchdown. Jefferson's going to be locked up by Sauce Gardner. Don't love that. So, kind of feeling you, kind of feeling Thielen. Another t shirt <laughs> right there. <laughs> Maybe Thielen anytime touchdown added to the card. Um, all right, let's move on then. Jacksonville at Detroit. It's a pick mm. over under 51 and a half. I can't figure out this game. I wake up one morning, I'm on the Jags. I go to bed that night, I'm on the Lions. I wake up, I'm on the Jags. After, by lunch, I'm flip-flopped. I can't figure out this game. It's in Detroit. I don't even know if that sways me or not, but this feels like the 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon game that all of a sudden it's 24-31 in the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm on the Lions. It's one of my favorite plays this week. <laughs> I think it's one of my favorite plays this week. I think people are going to overreacting a little bit to last week. Jacks had that comeback mm-hmm. win against the Ravens. There's a little bit of hype there, some lust there. Their defense sucks. The Lions' offense is not terrible, not terrible by any means. I like the Lions here. I think they come out at home and beat the Jacks, especially in a pick 'em. You, you tell me I don't have to give many points. I, there's I, a I reason think, it's a pick 'em. It's I a know, coin I flip. We talk either way. I, th- I think you could say the same thing about people being too high on the Lions after playing the Bills as close as they did on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, anytime touchdown, book it. That's interesting. He's going to run one in. He's going to run one in. You know it's true. I don't yeah, know. I'm on the Lions here. I'm on the Lions here. That's all, all right. I got. I think I'm going to differ from you, Connor. I think I'm going to roll with the, the Jaguars. I don't love it, but just, just to – just to help your play out a little bit. Someone's got to be on the other side of it. I'll probably put a unit on it just for the hell I of might it. Be, so. I, I lean the Jags, and I'm probably going to go with the Jags. Like, my gut says the Jags, and then my lines tell me, no, the Lions, they played the Bills tight. They're at home. They got a good offensive line. Jared Goff isn't that bad. Ah, I can't decide. Let's move on, though. This is the weirdest game in a long – oh, wait, Dylan, did you have anything on the Jags? No, nothing. I won't. I, okay. I lean Jags, but I won't bet it. This is the weirdest game in a in the NFL in a long time. Uh, Cleveland at Houston, and if you're not a super diehard football fan and you don't know, Deshaun Watson got accused, convicted. I don't know what the actual term is of you know assaulting these women. 
Well, 10 of them will be at the game in a suite at NRG Stadium in Houston. This is his first game as a Cleveland Brown. The Browns are favored by seven, over-under is 47. This is going to be a weird freaking game. I think this goes one of two ways. I think the Browns win by 28, or they just lose, <laughs> they just lose yeah. outright. It does feel that way, doesn't it? It does. I think Deshaun Watson's either going to come out there fired up and just dominate, or he comes out there, you know, he's probably going to be rusty. He looked bad. He did not look that good in the preseason and very limited action. Didn't look that good in the preseason. And the other thing I want to mention too is like when these guys like take off these years, like whether it's through suspension or it's through holding out for a contract, kind of like Le'Veon Bell, they never come back the same they were. Yeah. And this is going to be, this is a very emotionally charged game. Like the Texans defense, if we're just looking at it, from an outside perspective, they suck. Texans suck it's, in general. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's just get this play out of the way. I'm going to take Nick Chubb rush yards, and I'm going to take the alternate line over 150 as well. And Chubb, mm-hmm. Chubb's touched anytime touchdowns probably going to be like minus 180. It's going to be absurd. I might do two. I might do the two plus touchdowns. That's why I kind of want to go Kareem Hunt touchdown anytime as well. Uh, I don't hate that. I think they lean heavily on the run game, kind of reacclimate him. I don't think. I mean, I don't know what to do here. Like, part of me wants to say Cleveland minus seven, just because Houston's been that bad, and Deshaun Watson is a talented player, but he hasn't played football in so long. Like, it, it, yeah, I don't know what to do here. But the only right. reason I say the Browns, I kind of want to tease the Browns and the Ravens. One because I think the Broncos are just so bad, and the Ravens at home I think are a lot better than they are on the road. Broncos anywhere stink except London for some reason. Maybe they should play all their home games in London. Different story. Maybe more people but- would show up to Russ's birthday party in London. But how are the Texans? How are the Texans going to stop? Uh, how are the Texans going to stop this run game? They I don't think they do. They can't. Not many teams can. And the Texans are the worst run defense in football. Oh. It's hard to go against the Texans. Oh gosh, yeah. Or go against the Browns rather. I'm yeah. leaning at minus seven now, bro. With all that, because like you, it's what Connor said. I think they're going to run the hell out of the football, bro, to get them back into it. Like they're going to own that line of scrimmage. Just from a so take out all the emotional part for a second. Just from a strictly on foot paper football perspective, this is a great game for Deshaun Watson to come back to. Yep, he doesn't have. There's not a lot of pressure on him to throw the ball and make a lot of plays. They're going to lean heavily on the run game anyways, especially against this worst Texans run defense. But like, you can't say all this without the emotional part being in there. And the NFL did this on purpose. They knew oh, that they 100%. were hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. They were like, all right, let's. I mean, if we're going to suspend them, let's, you know, at least get some storylines out of it. Let's put them in Houston. But I can't. I'm not going to bet on Kyle Allen. I think I'm going to take the Browns (laughs) minus seven. I think I'm going to take the Browns minus seven. I really do. That's the first half. Hold on. Let me see this. I don't know. The Texans might come out feisty in that first half. I see four and three and a half for the first half in favor of the Browns. I I kind of like that. I think I might take the Browns full game. Dylan, send this one out. Nope, I'm sitting this one. You're out. not even doing a Nick Chubb prop. Uh, yeah, I might, I might take. No, I'm not because the last time I took a split back system against the Texans, I got screwed. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> you Ryan know Robinson what? I don't hate him in clutch next last week for me. I'm curious yeah. to see. This is a little like this is a weird one off the top of my head. I'm curious to see what Kareem Hunt rush attempts is because he hasn't had that many lately at all. And if it's like eight or nine, I think I might take that. I don't hate that. Um, you guys ready to move on? Oh, yeah. This is, I would say it's the second biggest game of the week. Miami at San Francisco. Mm. San Fran minus four, over under 46 and a half. Dylan, take me away. 
it's the Dolphins' first real test. Can they can they do what they've done against bad defenses to a good defense? And we saw it last week against the Texans. Put up 30, took out everybody, took out Tua, I suppose, the future MVP. And, uh, you know, they didn't score anymore. So it, it will be interesting to see because I think the 49ers have the best overall defense in, in professional football. I like the Dolphins here. If you're going to give me a field goal or more, the fact that they haven't lost a game with Tua starting when he's played a, a full game, uh, that's enough for me. So I'm I'm taking the Dolphins here plus the points. Maybe uh, maybe a little money line. We'll see. You know, if you like the Dolphins, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. The Dolphins are good at putting up points. I know the Niners' defense is elite. 46 and a half. If it's a close game, I don't hate the over there. The Dolphins' defense is bad, too. It's, I know, and it's I, not I, that good. I'm not saying it's going to be a shootout, but if, if, if we like the Dolphins, I think that goes hand in hand. If the Dolphins win, I think the over hits. So... Mm-hmm. I think Grant's going to like what I have to say a lot here. I think this is a live bet game. I think this is a big-time live bet game. If the 49ers go up early, make it like 14 nothing early, I think then you hit the Dolphins, get them at like plus 10. I don't think the Dol- – I think the Dolphins keep this remotely close. I do too. There's just a lot of big play potential. Like, I think I might take the over. And I can't believe I'm doing that against the 49ers at home. I might take the over. I don't hate that, bro. It's 46 and a half, right? Yeah. 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 I kind of, that's kind of the only thing I lean because I don't, I can't read this game, man. I want to, I want to lean the Dolphins with the points, what, what Dylan said, but man, dude, like it, the Niners are going to put up points too. Like, you know, the Niners are going to put up points. The Dolphins defense is nothing crazy. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. I don't know. We'll see. I lean Dolphins. I like over. Here. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with you, Connor. I kind of like the over in this one. Both teams are are looking at 7.8 and 8.5 yards per pass attempt. That both top 10 in the league. That's a huge indicator for an over. Yeah. I like that. Maybe I I'll play the that. over. Maybe I'll And they both just the have over. those weapons like if you run a screen pass to Tyreek Hill, he can bust it 50 yards. Same thing with Debo Samuel. Like they have that big play potential that a lot of teams don't have. Yep. I also I, I want to work this take into existence for for the rest of the year. We're going to be seeing a lot more overs. The the unders had their chance. I think the books have just adjusted, and it, just every year it feels like these things always regress back to the mean. Oh yeah, yeah. the books are not going to get destroyed like this on the unders. With yeah. it, it's going to even out. You know what? Like this is this makes no sense and probably has it has no statistical evidence, but. Christmas Eve is going to have a lot of overs, and I have no stats to back that up, but Christmas Eve overs. Put it on a shirt. Print the T-shirt. We've got three T-shirts on this one, and I have one in the back burner. That I would for sure buy Christmas Eve. I've got one, too. It's got to hit eventually. It's got to be be like a letter to Santa. All I want for Christmas is overs. Uh Yeah, or it's like, I'm so due, and people are like, what do you do for? And you're like, you never know. (laughs) <laughs> it's for you you're to decide at, you wear it at the bar trying to pick up a chick and you're like i'm so due and they're like do for what it's like uh overs how's that my hit though it's open to interpretation yeah there All, you go. both teams convert really well 40 40 plus percent on third down too oh boy you're, 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 you're. over so spicy right now bro. all right um, let's add it to the car two units on the over you know what forget it i'm putting it in the parlay Let's go. <laughs> Don't spoil the people. Uh, oh, Carter, see, I think you may have missed a game in the one o'clock slate. And that would I be did. the, Steel- the Steelers and the Falcons. I did. And that's two uh, weeks in a row we've done that. 
I know I had to save us. I had to save us real quick. All right. Pittsburgh at Atlanta over under 42. It's basically a pick em. Pittsburgh minus one. I see a pick em on a couple of books. Uh, I like the over, but I'm curious why it's only 42. I mean, I'll keep this short and sweet. I'm not betting a thing in this game. I I actually, Carter. I noticed you skipped this game. I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't care about it. But yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I'm just kidding. I uh, this is the game I'm slated for. And oh, uh, oh wow. Yeah, and I have no clue what I'm going to take. I've I've stared at at Pro Football Reference for hours with this game, and I nothing pops out to me. So uh, probably Kenny. Oh, no, because Can Atlanta's defense rush is yards? so bad. I was going to say pass yards under, but Atlanta's defense is so bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's that's going to be a game-time decision. Where can people find that article when it comes out? And what's your record on the year? <laughs> record record on the article picks, 10-3-1. It'll be on my Twitter, uh, actionnetwork.com. It'll be out uh, Sunday, Sunday morning at 10 Eastern. Uh, I don't know what... I have no clue what it's going to be, but you can find it on my Twitter at Wilkerson A. Dillon. Just follow Auto Tail. Auto Tail, you're winning money just like the parlay this year. You're just winning mm-hmm. money from this podcast. We're the sharpest NFL podcast out there. Grant, do you have anything on this game? No. Gosh, no. I can't even be a homer in this game. It's just. But so what good. about the over? What about the over? Can <sighs> I be convinced in it? We used all our overpowers on the Niners game. 42. Grant, 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 Grant's oh. a Falcons fan. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, Grant's a Jets fan. No, I, his I'm first like, love wasn't an Atlanta Falcon. Yeah, twenty-eight to three broke me though. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's about as bad as it can get, dude. In fact, I saw. I won't go too far into this, but Frank the Tank did a thing for the biggest choking teams, and he put Atlanta Falcons <laughs> number one out of all sports franchises. And I was like, twenty-eight to three is pretty bad, bro. That's that like I don't bad. know. I feel like the Bills have to, might have to be one four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, but I mean, twenty eight to three is so oh, bro, it's so bad. But yeah, forty two. I don't, I don't hate that, Carter. I don't hate that. I think the the Steelers, like, I mean, they can put up points. Pickett yeah, can Kenny sling Pitt. it a little bit. Oh yeah, you know Kenny Pickett. I, I just don't think I can play this game, bro. <laughs> if I'm, ugh, I, yeah, I can't touch this game. I'm bro. not touching the game. All right, all right, you guys. Can Actually, time out. I'm riding whenever Dylan picks, and then that's it. <laughs> true if it's a if it's a if you actually take one i'll i'll probably tell it but other than that i don't even know what to do with this game see here all right uh we'll run through this one real quick seattle at the los angeles rams gonna be a heavy seattle crowd there over under 41 seattle minus seven and a half uh seven and a half is, i don't like that like it feels like too many points but bryce perkins is he starting yes i think stafford's still out so, I mean, how you can't take the Rams here. You're crazy if you take the Rams. I don't like laying seven and a half with Gino. I mean, they've looked shaky lately. Am I allowed to tease the Seahawks? Bro, we have way too many teaser references right now, dude. It's out of control. Like Seahawks Browns teaser? Is that crazy? You don't have to tease anything, bro. In fact, my play in the if I'm gonna make a gross play for our parlay just because we've talked about it so much, but I'm not gonna give it up yet. But you don't have to tease the Browns, bro. Just don't. What if, but what about the Seahawks? Just what if bet. you just what if you just saw game. what if you just saw a game and you're like, God, nothing looks too good in this one. Let me just take a step back. 
<laughs> that what a noble idea. <laughs> nah, nah, just kidding, guys. <laughs> I did that. that I did that in Pittsburgh, Atlanta. But this Rams team is really, really bad. I don't know if we see McVay next year. Obviously, he's not going to get fired. But I see. I really see. A, he'll probably leave and go do TV. Yeah, Amazon's going to give him a, an absurd amount of money to be a part of their fake halftime show. <laughs> They're going to add him to the crew of ten people they have. Yeah, they, exactly, they, bro. If they had like forty people, it's look like like uh, Super Smash Bros. Like all the characters they have over there. It's so, <laughs> it's so out of control, bro. They Sean May's like Sean or Sean McVay still blacked out, like waiting to be unlocked, and he'll be unlocked <laughs> after the season. So, <laughs> yeah, what is up with all these like pregame and halftime shows having thirteen people on? It's just too much, bro. Because I'm like, who am I supposed to be listening to? And they're all like dying to say something and waiting to say something. <laughs> and then like by the time they get to their point, they're like. They have some ridiculous take that has nothing to do with the other. It's just, yeah, it's just bad, bro. Okay, hear me out. What if it was just a halftime show and it was 15 minutes straight, no commercials? It was Bill Walton and Lee Corso. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'd be anywhere but in front of my TV. Yeah. What do you Bill mean? Walton that would be great. A national treasure. Someone here doesn't like Bill Walton. Hmm. I can't stand that dude calling games. <laughs> Nobody can, bro. That's what makes it so great. It's uh, the best. What are you guys talking about? It's hilarious. I'm not getting into this again. I love when he's like, oh, like I've never seen, or like the first time I've ever seen him shoot, he's amazing. Like, this is the first time you've seen him. It's just so, he's so So great. he shot that lay with his right hand. You know who else used to do that? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in 1975 for the UCLA Bruins. Yeah, like okay. And you know where UCLA's from? Those letters, they're also in UNC. Like they start start with a U. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, it's more like when he talked about Dave Cowan versus the Lakers. Buff Johnson against Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Gosh. I don't know why you, you guys you guys are Podcast after dark right now, dude. Y'all getting extra money out of your, out of your, yeah, I know, dude. This is double over. (laughs) We're in quadruple overtime ourselves. Uh, okay. Seattle game, nothing. If you guys play anything, you're crazy. Uh, Kansas City at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the game of the week. This is one of the games, Mm -hmm. bro. Mm -hmm. Uh, since Casey and Cincy minus two over under 52 and a half. Dylan, 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 Dylan. I kind of like the under. I don't hate that. I'm not playing it, but the Bengals own the Chiefs. I mean, they own the Chiefs. Last year, they owned the Chiefs, and I'm right back on the Bengals. I think they're sneaky, one of the better teams in the AFC. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and rattle this off. They're going to win the AFC. They're going to be back in the Super Bowl this year. They are a good team, and when they're healthy, their defense is probably the most slept-on unit in, in all of professional football. I'm going to take the Bengals with the points. I'm going to take the Bengals to win. Chiefs offense, I understand. They're very hyped up. They're very good. Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. Kelsey, far, far and away, one of the best receivers in all of football, and he's a tight end. Uh, Their offense has looked a little sketchy at times, not being able to score on Tennessee specifically is what I'm thinking. So I'm all all Bengals here. All Bengals, they're going to win. They're going to cover. They're going to do everything. I like the Bengals here too. I'm also in the Bengals plus two and a half already. Uh Uh-oh, Grant. What do you uh, want? Damn. Uh, all three all on the Bengals. I like uh, the Bengals here. I don't I don't know. I might even sprinkle the money line now that Dylan said something. I, I do understand the argument for the Bengals. And like you said, the Bengals have owned the Chiefs 100%. Uh, man, dude. 
this, I mean, this to me is like, I'm hundred percent not going to take anything pregame. I'm going to take every, I'm going to take something live here. I'm going to hammer it. But um, like, I'm begging, I'm actually hoping the chiefs go up early so I can take the Bengals and get like Bengals plus seven or something like that, or Bengals plus five plus six. Like that's what I'm dreaming of. That's what I hope happens. That might be the play. Yeah. (laughs) But that's obviously (laughs) contingent upon them starting hot. Like we'll see, but I can't take anything pregame, but I understand you guys' logic with the Bengals. Probably a live bet for me. I, uh, in Cincinnati, I think that helps my play a lot. I, I lean Bengals here, but man, great. You kind of talked me into waiting for the live. Is Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon both coming back this week? Because I've seen. Yes. Ch- Chase, yes. Mixon is? I Mi- thought Mixon I saw he be. was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mixon, Mixon should be back. Let me, uh, l- let me, uh, let me talk to some inside sources real quick. <laughs> opened at three. That's worth, that's worth adding to it. Opened at three. If it's getting down to two, that's, that's moving within the key number. So that's pretty big too. Right now yeah. he's questionable, but I think they said he's like on track. To they play. both practice today. Yeah. All right. All right. So they're going to probably play. I, that, yeah. I might <sighs> have a few anytime touchdowns in that game. Yeah. 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 I think that's the play. All right. Uh, Chargers at the Vegas Raiders. Chargers minus one and a half, over under 50 and a half. These games are weird whenever the Chargers and Raiders mm-hmm. play. Like yep. anything can happen. I kind of lean the Raiders here. Yep. I agree listen, with you. Listen, Josh Jacobs Char- is going to have a field day. The Chargers are dead to me. The Chargers <laughs> are dead to me after last weekend. They're dead to me. <laughs> I hope they lose every game the rest of the year. And Justin Herbert's my fantasy quarterback. I don't care. Screw the Chargers. So is Carolina football dead to you too? Because they also folded the parlor. No, Carter. No, they're not. I'll never. I'll never let them die. <laughs> the parlor. Oh yeah, they I, they bent the parlay over. Oof, I want to go over two in this game. I mean, they they Deshaun Watson that parlay. Sorry, yeah, Carter. Divisional <laughs> overs have done very well historically. Ooh, are you like? Are you being sarcastic here? Yeah, yeah. Divisional okay, yeah. overs over fifty and a half. I'm not touching this oh, game. I'm no. going to get my eye out of the way. You going under? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do anything. Uh, I would lean Raiders. I would. I would lean Raiders here. I kind of want to take the Raiders. Raiders aren't playing for any. I mean, they, they don't have a draft pick, so they they're got to try and win. The Chargers. I'm sorry, but the Chargers. If you can only win by one against the butthole Arizona Cardinals, I can't believe in you. Yeah. And they're healthy now. The Chargers yep. are relatively healthy now. There's missing Mike Williams, which that's a big loss, but like for the most part, he's back this week, isn't he? Is he back this week? He probably is. He they they always say he's back and then he plays two snaps and then he's out the rest of the game. You see him with a helmet <laughs> exactly. on the sideline <laughs> in full uniform. Uh, Eileen Raiders there. I think I will take the Raiders, but uh, and uh, that's a big big anytime touchdown game. Josh Jacobs fa- might be my favorite play of the week for an anytime touchdown mm. in that game. Uh, let's move on. Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys minus eleven over under forty three and a half. I know we say the T word a lot, but a ten point teaser looks kind of good here with the Viking or with the uh, with the Cowboys, bro. Okay, let me read you off a teaser then, Grant. You get the Cowboys minus one. You like that? You kinda. like that? Kind of. At home, the Colts. The Colts stink. All right, we get that. So we can either go Dolphins Niners over thirty six and a half. Ooh, I love that. Titans plus 15 and a half. Love that. And then you could you could get like Baltimore plus two and a half. You could get the Jets plus 13. The 
the Cleveland Browns plus three. Sheesh. There's a lot 10 point teasers. They were they were awful all year. I, I mean, I think I've done maybe one or two. I think they're sneaky back this week. You need to take four of them, four games. No, three. Oh. I just gave you four, though. Yeah, I just this game is a for sure stay away in 10 point teaser, whatever you want to call it. It just came just like just a bad line, bro. Like you're giving them 11 points. Who wants to bet on the Colts? But I'm definitely not going to take, you know, lay 11 points with the Dallas Cowboys. This is a, this is such a stay away game for me, bro. I don't know what Jonathan Taylor's props going to be. Sorry to interrupt. I might take the under. If it's anywhere near like 90 or 100, I might take the under. Mm-hmm. I would – oh, man. This one's tough. I would lean Dallas. I probably won't take it. I have Dallas winning by 14. Uh, they should be a two-touchdown favorite. I will add Dallas loves to blitz, and they've had extreme – obviously, this is going to sound dumb, but they've had a lot of success against teams that don't handle the blitz well. first one that comes to my mind – is the Minnesota Vikings. They, uh, The Eagles are, are a heavy blitzing team, and we know what happened uh, when they played the Vikings. So it looks like here the Colts, uh, they 5.9 yards per passing attempt under the blitz, 6.9 under a normal rush, uh, four interceptions under the blitz. So I, I lean the Cowboys here. Uh, I probably won't take it because that's a lot of points, and I don't like taking the, that big of favorites, but mm-hmm. I would lean Cowboys. Does it look, anybody else? Does it look like to y'all that it hurts Matt Ryan to throw the football? Because I watched the game last week, <laughs> and it looks like it just hurts him to throw the ball more than three yards. That's every Colts quarterback the last like oh. five years. That is the craziest. <laughs> they, you talk- they need to like stop going the bat route, bro. They legit need to drop. Yeah, first. they need to go with the Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold route. I mean, we'll give them a <laughs> buy one get one free over here. You Dude. know what? Buy two get two. <laughs> buy one get two free. We'll throw in PJ Walker in there for you as well. That good running game, I'd love to see it. PJ Walker doesn't run the ball. They don't teach that in the XFL car. <laughs> True. All right, all right. Saints at the Bucks, Monday Night Football. I believe it mm. is. Yep, the Bucks are minus three and a half. I'm going oh. Saints here. Uh Saints, Saints own Tom Brady. It's a good point. The Bucks, the Bucks stink. So the I think if Chris Godwin's reception total is anywhere below seven, I'm taking it and putting three units on it. Mm. That's the only thing I'm going to do in this game. Probably I'm, I Saints, might live bet Saints. it. I might live bet the Saints. We'll see. I think the Bucks could score first. So I might live Saints, bet the Saints. 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 Now we're cooking with gas. And then Zach to ride the bench parlay. Yeah, <laughs> Mike White anytime touchdown. What is what is is what's the number of snaps Zach Wilson has the rest of the year? Over under what? Point five. Ooh, that's a good game. <laughs> it, it should be over under point five, right? Does he come back in the game this year for the Jets? I, I don't think, think he does. What if Mike White just completely poops the bed? I think he comes back. Okay, well, real quick. Hey, give your pick on the Saints game, and then I'll I'll talk. We'll talk about the Jets real quick. I lean the Saints game? with the Carter. Saints plus three and a half. Let's go. It's not a play though, but I lean it with you. I'm on the I'm on the Saints, but my biggest play in this game is uh, the under. Bucks can't run the ball. Saints commit the second most uh, offensive penalty yards in in professional football. Uh, both score in less than 35 percent of their possessions. I'm just reading off my stats. Bucks allowing scores on 29 percent of their defensive drives. And the Sa- this is the biggest one. Saints allowing touchdowns on only 
47, 48% of the red zone trips. That's huge. That's and huge. And I'll be a hundred percent honest. I watched, I mean, a decent chunk of NFL red zone last week. I didn't see one snap from that Saints Niners game. 13-0, baby. That, that's now that's real football. That's hard nosed real um, football right there. Big uh, Ten Iowa football. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is disgusting. That is hard nosed smash mouth football. I want Wait, my wake for Dylan. This I is why you can't be Mr. Pac-12, right there. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't speak Pac-12 football. You speak Big Ten football. That's almost even more insulting when a guy like me can claim to be Mr. Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. All right, real quick, talking about the Jets. So we've set the Carter Cash Sportsbook has set Zach Wilson's total snaps for the rest of the year over under 0.5. So does he get into a game? Injury into concern, probably that he might get in because the O-line's terrible for the Jets. Mike White might get injured. Let me read you the schedule. They play Minnesota. I don't think I don't think Mike White gets benched in that game. He won't lose his job in that game. No, no, hopefully the that game. only game the rest of the year I see him getting benched in is the, the Bills next week against the Bills. Yeah. I don't if even he, I don't even think Zach Wilson's active for the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna be honest. He was inactive this past week. Yeah. I don't even think they I don't even think they have him active for the next week. But look couple at the game. Weeks. Isn't Detroit after that? Detroit. Yep. Their defense stinks. Then it's That's the Jags. Perfect game to have him come back, you know, yep. mechanically mm-hmm. sound. If you like play the at next home. Story. No, here's the thing. Zach Wilson actually was really he was fine in the Bills game when they beat him. Like he was actually very efficient. Had like a hundred yeah, five QBR or something like that. Like he was fine. It's just I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna like you, said, you guys have said. I don't think they're gonna bench my wife in the next two weeks. But I could definitely see him do two, and they go one and one, and then they're like, yeah, he's ready by the Detroit game. I could see that. Um, on action right now, they probably don't have a real line. I don't know. Sometimes their lines are weird. It says the Jets. You can get the Jets minus two and a half against the Lions right now. The Jets minus two and a half? Minus two and a half against the Lions at home. That's oh two weeks God. from now. That's, I'd hammer that. I, I I don't think that's all. I haven't seen it on FanDuel. We're talking about two, like week 15? Yes. I, I looked today and it only goes to week 14 on FanDuel at least. The, the real question though is if he does not play, let's say, let's assume he gets, you know, goes under. He does not play another game this year. Is he traded at that point to another team? I think he has to be. If he doesn't play the rest of the year, then yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> okay, so you have this little catch twenty-two here because I'd almost rather keep him because it seems like it's inevitable that the Jets are going to trade for a Derek Carr, Jimmy G type quarterback. Yeah, uh, why not keep him? He's cheap. Yeah, he's he doesn't really cost. Right he can doesn't really cost you anything, and he still but has that potential. If he doesn't play, and he can learn behind a guy like Derek Carr, Jimmy G. If he doesn't play, I think their camp is going to be pissed. My my guess is they're going to be like, "We want out." Yeah, I don't Probably. know. Granted, I don't know if that's. I don't. I can't speak for them, right? I don't know if that's going to happen. But that's I thought you were in Zach Wilson's camp. I'm there. I'm just not <laughs> there. There, you know what I mean? You're in spirit. They're in spirit. Yeah, I'm selling merchandise for them. You know what I'm saying for the camp. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I mean, it would be interesting. Obviously, there's so many hypotheticals. It's like, how do they do the playoffs? If they do make the playoffs, how does Mike White play in the playoffs when they lose, right? Like, there's so many things that happens there, so it's hard to, to guess. But if he doesn't do another snap, he doesn't play another snap for the Jets this year after going 5-2 and two as a starter, I just don't see how they could, that can be <laughs> – I don't know, man. I just – I think at that point it's like he's like – They're not going to bring him back as a starter. That's what I'm saying. If you don't, if you don't let them play at all for the rest of the year, it's like you're basically saying like we're done. For this and thing. you're kind of right. It does feel like if they don't bring him back in that Detroit game, it's kind of over. 
Yeah, because if they have Mike White play that game, and then the next one I think is also the against J- a bad team. The Jags, and then yeah, the Seahawks, and then the Dolphins. Yeah, so if you bring him back, you got to bring him back to Detroit. Otherwise, like I think you've lost the opportunity to bring him back. Because Mike White's going to tear up Detroit. Like, anyone that's quarterback is going to tear that up, right? So, like, that's the problem. Um. All right. Uh, we're going to do the parlay, and then we'll bounce out of here. We did all the games, right? I didn't skip over any of them. No, right? I think we did them all. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we ran th- – we, we did all of them. It felt like it. Uh. All right. NFL parlay. Someone give a pick. Ooh. Can I start? Go for it. I'm going to muddy this water before we even begin with this parlay. Just make it so gross. So we were talking about the Browns game and I need to play in that game and I want to add in the parlay. So I'm going to take Browns first half minus four against the Texans. <laughs> point. I kind of love that. Though. Coming out party. No pun intended. <laughs> what kind of party are we talking? Grant? <laughs> uh, Dylan, you got one. I do. Give me bucks. Saints under 40 and a half. Ooh. Is that is that Monday or that, is that Sunday? That's that's Monday. That's Monday. Are we are we allowing Monday? Let's do it. Last like time it. we did this, it hit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chiefs. The Titans, the Titans and the Chiefs, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah. that was Sunday night. Was that Sunday night? Oh. That was Sunday night. We've never won a separate day parlay. Well, you know well, what? We're so good and so sharp. We need another challenge. So. All right, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Go, let's go. For I like it. it. Bucks Saints under. You said forty and a half. Yes, yeah, 40 and a half. Okay, let me write this down. Bucks Saints under 40 and a half. And then Browns first half. We have minus three and a half or four? Four. So I see them both. I see them both. On, okay. Depends on which book. So. I'll take four. I'm not scared. Let's take three and a half. Let's take three and a half just to make it look better. <laughs> uh, Connor. So, Connor, let's chat. So, right now we have a favorite and an under. Now I'm looking at an over. So do you have a dog or no? I have an over I was leaning towards, but I also have a dog I like. So if someone doesn't do that one game, I like the over on the. uh... No, I'm I'm leaning the Dolphins. Dolphins Dolphins, Niners. Yeah, that one. We need that game. We talked about it a lot. All right. That's fine. Go for it. I'm putting it in. I'm going to say Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers over 46 and a half total points. So I feel like I, I definitely think like both of these. I think the KC Kansas or Kansas City Cincy game and the Niners Dolphins game. I don't think both of those go over. I think one of them goes over. I think one of them's kind of a dud. I'm not taking KC Cincy under. Okay. I'm going Raiders money line. Oh, okay. F the Chargers. I love Ooh. it. Okay. I love it. Get this right a little, here. A little value there. Uh, 46 and a half Raiders. What's Raiders money line at? Plus 105. Mm, yeah, baby. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give this one out for free while I can, because it's not going to state this. Uh, Patriots minus two week 14 against the Cardinals. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me right now? Are Where's it at? It's in Arizona. I don't think that matters. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Monday night. Come on. Give it to me. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. There's uh the Patriots primetime kind of looking a little shaky. Remember the last Monday night uh-huh. game they played? Yeah, Patriots primetime. Not very good. Mm. Bears, they got destroyed by the Bears. They Thursday did. night, lost to the Vikings. 
Yeah, but Mac, Mac Jones had his best game of the year. And they still lost. But I love the pick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the pick. All right. That is the NFL parlay this week. It is Bucks Saints under 40 and a half. Browns first half minus three and a half against the Texans. 49ers Dolphins over 46 and a half. And then Raiders money line against the Chargers. It's going to be a little more than 12 to one. I got a little dog in there. Get a little dog. I got to say, bark, bark. Every week we do the NFL parlay. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good every week. All right. We need to do a long shot parlay. We need to do a long, long, long shot parlay because we haven't done like a Mormon money line parlay kind of thing. We need to jazz one up. I'm doing it on the spot. I didn't prep you guys for this. Are we, are we talking anytime we're... touchdowns or like what? It can be whatever, but we need to cook one up. We need to get these people like a plus 6,900 winner. You know what I'm talking Bear, about? Bear Wilson, anytime touchdown, bro. Throw that in Okay. There. I'm gonna Should we just up. do an anytime we'll do... touchdown parlay? Ooh, Let's do it. Like... Anytime touchdown parlay. Garrett Wilson? Mm. Garrett Wilson, 100%. Are odds, are odds out on it yet? Uh, let me no, see. I, I don't see any. Okay. Yeah, those, those usually don't come out till after Thursday night football. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Bro, this thing keeps logging me out. Like, cool. I'm no. not see. I'm not. I'm on. Are you on FanDuel? Probably. Connor? Yeah, I don't. I don't see anything. They're usually not out for. Oh, 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 they're, they're out. No, Garrett Wilson, anytime touchdown for sure. Really? It's plus, it's plus 155. Garrett Wilson? Yes. Oh, yep. I see him. Wow. wow. All right. Wow. All right. We're going to start cooking this right here. Garrett right. Wilson. Plus 155. I kind of. Where are you that. seeing this at? I clicked on the game. TD on score drops. Yeah. I don't see it. So, uh, like Dolphins 49ers doesn't have it up yet, but I see it on some of the games. Okay, that's all I was looking for is the Dolphins. Well, let's uh let's let's Connor, Mark Andrews is plus one oh five. That's disgusting. I'm not touching that in the parlay. I kinda like it's Thank not you. out yet for this game. I kinda like a Jalen Waddle anytime touchdown. Ooh. Has he been playing? Yeah, yeah. He's on my he's on my fans team. He's been putting up numbers. He's been doing well. He's been putting up pretty good numbers, yeah. Nice. I think it's gonna be pretty locked in on Tyreek Hill. They have one of the best one-two punches at receiver in the league. Probably the best. I like Jalen Waddle anytime touchdown. That should be plus odds as well. Dylan, you got anything off the top of your head? No, man. There's not all these games have them up yet. Uh, I was was mainly looking at that Browns-Texans one. You like Kareem Hunt. What about Josh Jacobs? I was gonna do. I was gonna get a little spicy and pr- potentially do uh, Trevor Lawrence. It would be spicy. But we get those odds really juiced up. I thought you said Josh Jacobs is your favorite play. I do, but I, I think it, I don't. I think it's gonna be like minus one forty, minus one fifty though. It's a parlay, bro. It don't matter. Are we all cool with that? We want the hit, right? All right, all right. Josh Jacobs. Dylan, you gotta hit me with something. Even if uh, even if you don't have the odds, that's okay. Oh boy. Uh, He's a present bet. He doesn't even want to dabble in. Jeez, um, I 
<laughs> you look miserable. And I, I don't know. So sad. He has to do this right now. It's like, F me. No, no Thursday night? Mm-mm. No. Because some of them might not be out. Okay. Um, Just take Joe Mixon and call it a day. <laughs> I'll go mm. – uh, well, we'll go Jamar Chase. I'll go Jamar Chase first game back. Ooh. I thought you were going to go a little Dare Bear Henry. Oh, that's going to be like minus 500. No, it's not. Against like the Eagles, minus. that'd be like minus 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> then take it. Then take it because it's only going to be like minus 180, 170. No, nah, we'll no. go Jamar. We'll go no, Jamar. I want to go Jamar. Yeah. All right. All right. That's Enjoy our. Shiesty. This is the first time we've done this, I think. Yeah, it is. All right. Anytime touchdown parlay for the first time. Popping a cherry here. Uh, Garrett Wilson, <laughs> Jalen Waddle, Josh Jacobs, and Jamar Chase. That's hitting. That's for, hitting for A-list players. That's got to hit. Yeah, I that's our. It. That's for our VIP customers. Uh, you're listening to this on Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have anything else? Not nah, Jalen Waddles do. Haven't scored in the last two games. He's due for a touchdown. So I feel confident. Josh Jacobs against a terrible rush defense. Garrett Wilson, I mean, that's Mike White's clear favorite receiver. Jamar Chase coming back, going to, you know, going to put a statement game on the Chiefs. All right, that'll do it. Uh, Dylan, Grant, Connor, thank you. It's late. It's 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Thank you for staying up. Uh, Make sure to check out all the social media. The clips are going up like crazy right now. We got them all prepared, ready to roll. We're going to do one to two clips a day going up TikTok at CarterCast. You know the whole drill. CarterCast.com. Right in picks and blocks. My my blog picks are kind of back. I'm kind of back. <laughs> I'm kind of hot. I went eight and one yesterday. I went one and oh today. Just one big play was big sweat Indiana. too. Big sweat play. Indiana, Carolina, Indiana team total over 75. Bang, cash, cash while we were recording. So there we go. Uh, Thank you for listening. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you all next time. Bye.